How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. You're listening to John Johnson. I find it very hard to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this fine organization. On Sports Radio 94. You don't know what the hell you're doing! WIP. What, 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 what. What 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 Two o'clock, 94 WIP, John Johnson with you. Been talking Eagles-Cowboys to this point. We will return to that in just a few moments, but we have to dabble in a little bit of Philadelphia Phillies as well because we're going to get Phillies news at the start of the week. And joining us on the line, Phillies columnist for the Philly Voice, Forbes Magazine, working the beat with the one Mike Kern. Kevin Cooney, what's up, Kev? Hi, John. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. So it appears, certainly all indications lead to, we will uh, most likely know who the Phillies' next manager will be, possibly as soon as Monday night. Um, uh, but first, let me, I need to get your opinion on the three finalists, so who appear to be the three finalists, and, and get your thoughts, like, dislike, you know, fit within the organization, etc., uh, I suppose we'll start with Dusty Baker, who was the first uh, candidate who uh, returned to Citizens Bank Park for a second interview and spent all of Thursday at the ballpark. You like Dusty Baker? I like Dusty Baker in this sense. that Dusty is, I think if you look at what Dusty has done over the years, Dusty has built a great clubhouse culture. Look at his Giants teams back in the early 90s going through you know, to his time with the Cubs, uh, you know, then to the Reds. All those teams had great culture. And I think, you know, the one thing that I think Dusty Baker will bring is instant respect and also an ability to make the culture in a clubhouse work. Hmm. Now, the knock on Dusty Baker, okay, Mm -hmm. is he's a pitcher killer. And that's because of what happened Clearly in Chicago, when it was you know when he had Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood, and people fairly or not believe he burned them out too too much in that run in like 2003 when they lost in the uh, NLCS, and he kind of taxed them by having them go eat innings. So um, I like Dusty. I don't know if Dusty's a fit here, but I think Dusty is one of those that. Personally, I, I think would be a good manager. I thought that Dusty got a, a, a bad deal in Washington. Uh, you know, he got fired after he won two divisions with a team that had a lot of holes, to be honest, yeah. so, especially in the bullpen. All right, now we go to candidate number two, and Buck Showalter, who had his second interview with the Phillies on Friday and by all accounts spent all of Friday here at the ballpark. How would Buck Showalter fit in with this group? All right, Buck is interesting because everywhere Buck has gone, the team has gone precipitously better, especially in their second year under him, Hmm. okay? Where I wonder about Buck, and and John, you and I have talked about this because I I follow the Orioles a lot growing up, and I've kind of kept in touch with that organization. Mm -hmm. Buck is a my way or the highway guy. 
Buck is also not huge in the analytics. And Buck actually kind of would mock analytics until maybe his last month of last year in Baltimore, where he's like, yeah, maybe I can learn about this, you know? Um, there, he does have a relationship with Ned Rice. Mm-hmm. He does have a relationship with Matt Klentak and Andy McPhail. McPhail hired him in Baltimore. And it was pretty clear, by the way, that, you know, uh, you know, Buck – Buck was a lot of the reason that the Orioles were respectable here for you know the good portion of this decade. Yeah. Uh, even despite the fact though that you know he didn't get along with Dan Duquette, who was the general manager there later on. Um, Buck. Is it Buck fair to the, say he would burn out here quicker than the other two? Yeah, I think he would. And the other part is that Buck commands. Buck commands everything. You know, you know, you look at what he did with the Yankees when they were growing, uh, when they were starting as that dynasty. He burned people out quickly there because he's so stringent. He worry, he is into every minute detail, which is great. Except, how's that going to play with a GM and a president both on the on the firing line already? Right. So you're basically setting up by hiring Buck Showalter. Uh, it would appear. You'd be setting up the eventual firing of the president and general manager, and then you'd be going back and forth with that cycle of you bring in someone new, he doesn't like the manager, and you're setting up what would be just a horribly run organization, maybe. You better be convinced that Buck Showalter is willing to be an equal player in this and not the lead dog. Mm. And that's where – and look, I think Buck Showalter is a great manager and the right fit for a lot of positions. I just don't know if this position's the one – that he's the best fit. All right. Now the third and final candidate that we are aware of a one Joe Girardi is Joe the best fit. I think Joe is the best fit because of the analytics. Look, the Yankees are a heavy analytic team uh, and they've been that way. He also does give the, the, the clubhouse, you know, gravitas of a guy who has won the world series. He has a feeling, uh, you know, he has a feel for the game as a catcher that I think does lend to more of a gut decision mentality that mixes analytics in as opposed to what you've had over the last two years with Gabe Kapler, who seemed to go way too often strictly by the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, Girardi is also a big personality as well. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, the, he, he's – you can just tell if you watch him on television. I mean, Joe Joe knows a lot about the game, and he's not afraid to tell you that he knows a lot about the game. Right. But I think of all those of those three, and John, you noticed that there there's a huge portion of the Phillies that is built on R and D and numbers and everything, and the input coming from the R and D department that goes into the manager's office. Mm-hmm. Can you sit there and say? That with with Buck Showalter or Dusty Baker, when somebody from the R and D department comes down with a suggested lineup, that Buck and Dusty aren't going to go. Well, what's this? You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they're going to yell at him, "Get the hell out of my office." Yeah, I think Girardi is more likely to be willing to accept that input. The problem here is for the Phillies, and I think this is a problem we don't talk about a lot. Is this the most attractive possibility for Joe Girardi to mm-hmm. go to at this yeah. point? Yeah. You know, you, you have the Cubs. And, and look, do I think the Cubs are probably looking at David Ross uh, or one of those Astros coaches? It's per, perhaps. 
Um, but, you know, even the Mets, the Mets, you could probably get more of a coaching staff of your liking and, and, and you have New York roots already. Um, and you have three big pitchers that you can work forward with. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Phillies are going to have to, if they want Joe Girardi, uh, John Middle better have the checkbook ready, open, and, and accessible in a hurry. Well, and that kind of and Kevin Cooney, nice enough to join us uh, this afternoon. Kev, this leads right into the next question. Uh, two Fridays ago, you uh, you were there. I was there. Fifty so people were there for the press conference and why they moved on from Gabe Kapler. And within that press conference was John Middleton speaking as to the uh, what he, Matt Clentak, and Andy McPhail would do, putting up, uh, writing down the criteria for the next manager before searching for the next one. Um, it certainly appeared like it was a, an equal share between the three of them. Uh, but I will ask you this question. Who is running this search? Well, you know, that's a good question. And, and I think it has to, at least on the surface, be Matt Clentak. But I think when it comes down to it, as everything with this organization it, it, it does, at the, it seems like at this point, you know, if it's a major decision, it's coming down to the CEO, and that is John Middleton. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it was funny. The one thing I, I – and, John, you remember this quote. Uh, this was the Jim Salisbury's question to John, and he mentioned Craig Council, okay? Yeah. None of the three that they've brought in have been close to a Craig Council type. Right. And, you know, it, it, <laughs> the, to me – All three – no, all three – are our uh, former managers, long, long-term veteran managers who are all out of work, who are really, you know, I'm, Girardi would be, I guess, the somewhat of an exception, but they are none, nothing that would profile, that you would expect to profile Matt Klintak saying, oh, these guys would be a good choice. No, all three are glitz guys, if you think about it, mm-hmm. okay? All three are, are guys that, you put on a marquee and you try to sell moving forward as, hey, look, we got guys who are, you know, you can make an argument, Dusty Baker, if he ever did get back to a World Series, is probably a Hall of Famer. You know, Buck Showalter obviously has a high profile because of his years with the Yankees and, and everything, and even the Orioles in recent years. And, and Girardi already has a series. Yeah, you're talking a lot of Manager of the Year awards in that. I just don't know, like, if if they're going for the glitz hire or, you know, what is the better baseball move. I, I personally believe that Joe Girardi's the best combo of both, but mm-hmm. I, I would be worried about this this ownership group making the decision at this point. Yeah, well, if uh, – when it comes to – final question when it comes to the manager position. Um, if Joe Girardi just uses the Phillies to leverage to get more money, more years out of another organization – uh, of these three choices, do you think Show Walter's the backup? I think Show Walter's the backup. You know, think about it, though. Dusty has no that we know. Dusty has no other real options at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, even you know if you play the scenario, and I did this on the podcast this week. Let's say Girardi ends up with the Cubs. Okay. Okay. So, somehow, there's a good shot that Buck will be sought after by the Mets. Okay. Again, familiarity with the New York market kind of what the Mets need right now, uh, you know, uh, a guy with gravitas, if you will, in that market to, to help a GM along. So I would say Buck is probably the, the I would put Buck as the favorite, to be honest, to get the job here. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, because I think Dusty, Dusty could get the job if the Phillies 
are, don't react quick enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Final Phil's question I have for him. We're squeezing one Eagles. Um, we see what's happening in the Major League Baseball playoffs. We saw what the Astros did last night, and great for them. So it sets up Nationals, Astros, and the World Series beginning Tuesday night. Uh, as it pertains to the Philadelphia Phillies within their own division, are the Nationals, Braves, and Mets all better than the Phillies? Light years oh. at this point. Oh. And, and I say that, look at look at the starting pitching of two of the three teams you mentioned in that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then compare it to the, what the Phillies are. And say what you want about the Astros and the Nationals, okay? The f- ability both those teams have to roll out the starting rotations that they have are the reasons why they are going to the World Series. You know, the Yankees probably were a better lineup overall, but when you saw what the Astros starting pitching was able to do to them, especially in spots where the Yankees had runners in scoring position and, and really shut them down. Mm-hmm. I know last night was a bullpen game, but you look at Verlander, you look at Cole, you know, you look at Granke, and then uh, you know when you look at the Washington, you got out Scherzer and Strasburg and, Cor- and Corbin, the Phillies are close. And you add in the Mets with their trio up at the top, I, I just really think that it, it, it's pretty clear that the that the Phillies are a pretty good distance away, at least right now. Now, if they go get Cole in free agency, could that gap be narrowed significantly? Sure, but I'm not sure that they're going to be able to, to match up because, again, John, I wonder how appealing this spot really is moving forward. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, final question I have for you, Kev. Eagles-Cowboys tonight, national TV, 820 kickoff. Who you got? We feel better if Amari Cooper wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, look, the Eagles, the Eagles secondary is really bad. But I think the one thing that happens when you look at the cow, the Cowboys are the classic front runner team, in a sense where when things are going great, that you know everything is wonderful and they're the best team ever. And when things are going bad, they're the worst team ever. And, and you, you can tell by the body language that. If you not if you hit them with a with a haymaker early, mm. you know, like I'll be honest, if I was Doug tonight, I would take the football early, I would take the football off the kickoff, and I would try to score and just lay the lay the right cross immediately across their chin, yeah. because I really question what Dallas has as a makeup, because they don't seem like they're able to fight really in big spots. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Eagles win this game tonight. Uh, but it's going to be important that they jump out big and, and kind of keep a reeling team back on their heels. His name is Kevin Cooney, columnist for the Philly Voice, Forbes Magazine, Working the Beat podcast with a one Mike Kern, which is available where, Kevin Cooney? Uh, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can get your podcast, also on SoundCloud. All right, Kev, I appreciate it, man. No problem. Thanks. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.